welcome to the Living Water Service with the Lao Sanctuary Youth of Victory Bible Church International. We believe that as you listen to this word, you will grow bigger in wisdom. Now, the sermon. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we are in your presence. Lord, your children have come before you, throne. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our midst. We know you are already here. We pray that even as we share your word, even as we speak and talk about you, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself in the name of Jesus. Manifest yourself around us in our midst and in us in the name of Jesus. We commit our heart and our mind, O oh Lord, into your hands. Spirit of the living God, mold it. Spirit of the living God, mold it in the name of Jesus to receive your word and that your word will be beneficial unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, somebody, amen. Put your hands together once again. Put your hands together once again. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, I'm very excited. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to speak about the Holy Spirit once again. Amen. You know, anytime you talk about the Holy Spirit, things change. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, there is a shift. Things move. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. It's the spirit of power. It's the spirit of change. Is the spirit of renewal. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is everything good you can think about. Is God himself manifest, manifested in us. Hallelujah. So when we talk about him, he manifests himself. Hallelujah. I just pray that you will allow yourself. And then your attention will be here. You will listen with your heart and with your mind. And you won't let your mind be somewhere. You won't be thinking about anybody. How many of us brought our notebooks? Notebooks. If you have your notebook, let me see your hand. Take your notebooks. And then your pen. If you have a smartphone, take it. Go to Notepad. We are going to take some notes. Hallelujah. Tonight we'll be reading a lot of scriptures, a lot of scriptures about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen for me. Let's go to John chapter sixteen. We are we are continuing on our on the on the on the Holy Spirit lessons about the Holy Spirit. Last week we started. Tonight we are believing that God will take us to another level. Hallelujah. John chapter sixteen verse five. Verse 5. Is somebody there for me? John 16, verse 5. If you can get NIV, I'll be very happy. Okay, so we are reading through to 7. Hallelujah. This is Jesus. He said, But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, Where are you going? Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Okay. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, seven, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. In other versions, it says that it is to your own good that I go away. Hallelujah. Seven, he says, it is for your own good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Eight, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in, the wrong, in wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because people do not believe in me. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He says, he said many things before he said um, what he was saying. And say, he says that the people were grieved. Their hearts were they, were, they were in sorrow. They were sad because Jesus said he was going away. He was leaving them. 
And Jesus said something. He says that it is for your own good. When I go, it is for your own good. Hallelujah. Because when I go, I will send the advocate. Other version says that I will send the counselor. It says it is for your own good that I go. Because when I go, I will send the counselor and he shall come to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody with me? You stay with me. We are building. Hallelujah. Let's go to 12. Verse 12. Let's go to verse 12. It says that I have much to say to you. More than you can now bear. Let's go to 13. Let's go. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Now, you know, before Jesus said, it is for your own good that I go. Hallelujah. He says that, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Hallelujah. You can see that whatever is said here about the Holy Spirit is about us. It's in our advantage. He said when he comes, he will reveal all truth unto us. He will guide us. He will teach us all. Hallelujah. Now, this one, it should tell you that the Bible says that he will not speak of what, of what is his, but he will tell you what I have told him or what belongs to me. It should tell you that the Holy Spirit, like I said, he's a person. He hears he speaks. Amen. And I want to re-echo this before we go on. That the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. He is living inside of you. Hallelujah. Now, you want to make this confession that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Come on, say it. Oh, louder. The Spirit of God lives inside of me. Because I'm the child of God. Because I'm the child of God. Hey, hallelujah. It's a blessing. Now, Jesus has spoken a lot of things about the, about the Holy Spirit. But you see, one thing that interests me and I'm so happy about it, He said, it is for your own good that I go. Because when I go, I will send the advocate, the counselor. He is the spirit of truth. This means that there are other spirits which are not spirits of truth. We call him the Holy Spirit because we, are, we have other spirits which are not holy. That is why Jesus made emphasis. The spirit of truth because there are a lot of lies in this world. Why? Because the devil, Bible says that he is the father of all lies. And lies is his native tongue, native language. And so the whole world is under the devil. So you can understand the whole world lies in what? Deception and lies. That is why the Holy Spirit is the only person who can tell you the truth about yourself, about things happening to you, and about a situation. Any other thing is a lie. I hope you understand me. Because the whole world lies in darkness, lies in deception. Bible says that the one who deceives the whole world, in the book of Revelation, the one who deceives, it means that the whole world has been deceived. So most of, most of the things you hear, most of the things you see around you, you read and all that, they are all lies. One thing you have to understand. Most of the things you see, when you go to social media, a lot of things are passing through there. Most of them are all deception. They are just to sway you away by the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can show us the right way. Hallelujah. Amen. 
We give God the glory. Now, today we want to talk about the works and the benefits of the Holy Spirit. First and foremost, I've said that the Holy Spirit is a person. He can hear, he can hear, he can talk, he moves, he feels, he communicates. I've also said that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And I've also said that Jesus said it is for our own good that he goes because when you go, he will send the Holy Spirit. And now he has sent the Holy Spirit. Then it means that the Holy Spirit in our lives is for our own advantage. He is in our life for our own good, for our own benefits. So we want to look at his works and his benefit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why is he in us? Why must we crave? Why must we desire him? Why has God sent the Holy Spirit to come and live in us? That's what I want us to talk about. Why has God sent the Holy Spirit to live in us? Why is he there? Is he important at all? Is he relevant at all? What is his benefit? Why should we bother ourselves about him? Why should we be so crazy? Why should we love him? Hallelujah. Now, one. There's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transforms us into the image of Christ. Amen. In other words, the Holy Spirit makes us supernatural. I want you to write it down. He transforms us into the image of Christ. Now, let me tell you something. The whole point of salvation and even the reason why Jesus came to die for us, one, is to save us. The, another reason, the reason why God made Jesus come and now the Holy Spirit has come is for us to be changed into the image of of a son. God wants us to be like Jesus Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit has come to live in us. Now let's look at something in the Bible. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 29. The whole point, the reason why the Holy Spirit has come, the reason why God is so God is so particular about we fellowshipping with him through the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus. Is that he wants to make us like a son, Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. He says, for those he foreknew, this is God. He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of a son. That he might be firstborn among many brothers. Hallelujah. You see, God had a plan. Before God sent Jesus to come, he had a plan. He sat down, maybe around the table. He drew his plan. He, he wrote everything down. Then God saw some people coming out of the death of his son. God saw, saw himself saving people from the death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he says that for those God foreknew, it means that when God was planning, he had in his imagination, he saw some people who are benefited or who are being saved by the death of Jesus Christ. And said, those people, he predestined. It means that he positioned them. He made plans or he made everything available unto them to be like his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, please go back to 29. Go back to 29. To be like his son, Jesus Christ. He said, those he also, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So that Jesus, you see, right now God is saying that Jesus will be the firstborn of many brothers. God is not a selfish man. How can you say that, oh, 
our brother is Jesus. He is so powerful. He's that and that. And his brothers, his other brothers, they have nothing. They are just normal human beings struggling on earth. No. So the reason why God places the Holy Ghost in us is to be just like Jesus Christ. As powerful as Jesus Christ. As wise as Jesus Christ. With faith like Jesus Christ. So that we can actually resemble and be like God's children. Jesus was a child of God. Bible says that. Bible says that, and God gave him the anointing, the oil without measure, the grace without measure. Bible says something. He said how Jesus in the book of Acts, how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power that he went about. And so, if God wants us to be like a son, Jesus Christ, who was anointed and he went about, then he must put in us what will make us like him, Jesus, and that is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I hope you are, you, are, you are here. You understand what I mean. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of us to transform us into the image or the likeness of Jesus. To make us supernatural. Hallelujah. Without the power of God and without the Spirit of God, you are just a mere man. A mere mortal. You are just clay. You die like, like just... You will die like just an animal, anything like that. You are, you are just gone. But when the Spirit of God comes to live in you, you are a replica, an image of Jesus on earth. You are just like Jesus on earth, making you supernatural. That is why he said, even, even if you die, you will still live because you become immortal. I hope you understand me. <laughs> it's a powerful, see, it's something powerful God has done. God is so wise. Very, very wise. <laughs> God is so wise. Amen. Amen. Now, if we say that God wants to transform us into the image of God, what is the essence? What, what exactly do we mean to transform us? Eh? To transform us into image of Christ. Who is Jesus that God wants us to be like him? Who is the son of God that he wants us, we two sons of God, to be like him? That's what we want to look. Amen. See, Jesus, when he came, he said, I am the light of the world. Eh? He said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who believes in me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Okay? Now, when we read, I think, the book of First John, verse 4, verse 17 or something, he said, this is where... This is wherein love is made perfect. That as he is, so are we on this earth. As he is, so are we on this earth. Hallelujah. See, if Jesus says he is the light of the world, then God wants us to also be what? Light of this world. Because Jesus has gone to where? Heaven. And now we have become the replica of Jesus. We are now stepping in the shoes of Jesus. Representing Jesus. So whoever and whatever Jesus was on this earth, we must be here. Please, I hope you understand me. Jesus was anointed. He was healing the sick, raising the dead, doing a lot of miracles. God wants us to also heal the sick. Haven't you seen some pastors healing people around? Haven't you seen them before? Haven't you seen the miracles on social media, on, on the televisions? Yes. That is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. To make us like Jesus. Haven't you heard of some pastors who are raising the dead, who have raised the dead and all that? Yes, that is exactly what Jesus did. And people, sons of God are doing. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in them. 
to make them like Jesus, to make them operate in the anointing, in the power Jesus had. Please, I hope you are here with me. So Jesus wants you, God wants you to be like a son in power. As the light of the world. He wants you to operate as light. Wherever you are, there must be light. Wherever Jesus was. <laughs> Bible says that in the book of John. Bible says Jesus went somewhere. His first miracle. His mother was there. The guy's time had not come. And they were short of what? Wine. They were short of wine. And the mother came and told them that they should go to his son. You see, when Jesus was at the place, although there was scarcity over there, but because Jesus was there, there was abundance. Bible says that even the one that came before, after, was even sweeter than the one that was, that was used earlier on. Because Jesus was there. He was light. Ah, didn't we... Didn't you read in the Bible or haven't you heard wherever Jesus or Bible says that Jesus went to a city and he was maybe in a in a in a in a room like this? The whole place was packed, and people were blind, people were dead, people having sort of all sort of unclean spirits and diseases, they were all healed. Because initially, when Jesus was not dead, the people were suffering under bondage, but when Jesus came, they were all set free. He was the light indeed. So wherever he showed up, there was light. Whether people were sick or they were healed, they had, they saw, their eyes opened. Bible said there was a guy that Jesus opened his eye and then he was jumping around. The Pharisees called him, hey, young man, come here, John 9. He said, you, who, don't you know that the man who, who, who opened your eyes, he was using demons. He said, hey, me, I don't care. What I knew was initially me, I was blind, but now I can see. That is the most important thing. Hallelujah. The guy was blind. The people saw him walking about, begging for money and all that. Sometimes they would just boot him and then go away. But today when they saw him that he had light, they were complaining. Why? Because Jesus has shown up. And that is what God wants us to be. That wherever we are, in our family, in our class, wherever we find ourselves, there shall be light. That is the whole point, the essence of the Spirit of God. That is what, you see, God, God had his plan before even Jesus came. And God, will not, God changes the way of achieving his plan, but he doesn't change his plan. Never. He will never do that. When God said he was taking the Israelites to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the promised land, the people were stubborn. The people were stubborn. Some of them didn't even, God said, these people, they won't make it. Everybody who saw my miracle will not get there. And now they have hardened their heart. They won't get there. But still, I will raise people to go there. God would, he, he, in God's plan, he had a plan that people who were there from Egypt, he was taking them to the promised land. But because they were stubborn, he didn't send them. He took other generation there. He will never change his plan, but the way he will change. Hallelujah. So God had a plan. He wants us to be like Jesus I remember one time I was I was watching television. Actually, this fourth prophet, one one of one of one of those pastors, their service. There were a lot of people there. Me, I know that this man is fake, but there were a lot of women, ladies, people there. And I was asking myself, I was just asking the Holy Spirit, "Oh wow, as a Jesus, why have you gone to sit in heaven? And we are struggling here with all your power. You've gone to sit in heaven, and we are struggling here." I was just. You know what Jesus told me? He said, that is the reason why I went so that many of you can be like me. Because when I was on earth, it was just me. One.
But now I have a lot of people who can do the work. I went. That's why he says that when I go, it's for your own good. So that the spirit will replicate me in many of you. Now we can have millions of Jesus on earth doing the same thing and even greater things. Hallelujah. I hope you understand me. He was saying that I went so that many of you can be like me. Because if Jesus had not gone, he wouldn't have died. Most of us wouldn't have been saved. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have the Holy Spirit. The power of God wouldn't have come upon us. And so Jesus, God wants you to be like him in power. I hope you are, you are, you are here with me. It says God wants us to be holy like Jesus Christ. Full of power. Full of wisdom. Full of faith. Full of grace. Full of love. Full of truth and patience. Jesus was full of love. He had compassion. And so God wants us to be people of compassion. People of faith. Jesus was telling the people, if you have faith like mustard seed and all that. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us have faith. To have, have compassion. Have love. See, you cannot love all by yourself. Love Love is a virtue of God. It only comes by His Spirit. Love is, is a fruit of the Spirit. You cannot love all by yourself. You can't. You can't be patient by yourself. It is not given to you. It is only given by the Spirit. And the Bible says that God is love. Jesus was so patient with people. He said, let the little children come to me. If it were some people, even now, even big, big pastors, oh, they bungle away everybody. But Jesus was humble. He was big. He was the king of kings. Yet he allowed the little children to come to him. Because he was patient and humble. God wants us to be like a son. A son is just like him. God. Jesus was an expression of who God is. In human form. So at a point. John chapter 14. These people. Jesus, James and those people. They were asking. Oh show us the father. Show us the father. He said. Oh why are you asking me to show you the father? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So it means that if God wants us to be like a son, God wants us to be like him. So that we can be true sons of God. How can you be somebody's son when you don't even look like him? Nothing of yours or nothing about you resembles the man. It's, it's not possible. It is not possible. You understand? You understand? Let me take you to John chapter 1 verse 12. Let's go to John chapter 1. God is, I told you, God is so powerful. God is so wise. God is so loving. God is not a selfish God. He's full of love. John chapter 1 verse 12. John 1 12. If, if there's somebody there. I want to, yeah. He says that, Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave them the right. See, give me ESV or maybe King James. King James. ESV or King James. Oh, please hurry up. Hey, who is there? You can't change that thing. No, no. Go to King James. Go to King James. Is there? Okay. Also, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even them that believed on his name. Let's go to 13. Hurry up. 13. Which were born not of blood. Now listen to this. Look at this. I want you to look at this very carefully. Which were born not of blood. See, here 
The Bible is talking about human beings. Oh. But look at how he talks about the sons of God. Which were born not, but we know that every child, every human being on earth is born by a woman. So definitely he came out of a woman and he was born by a sexual process. Okay. But Bible is saying that people who have become the sons of God now are not born by that way. But they are born by another way. Look at this. He said, nor of the will of the flesh. It means that it is not two people who had intercourse to give birth to that person anymore. Nor of the will of a man. It is not your father who had something to do with your mother or decided to give birth. So had something to do with the mother and gave birth to Georgina. You understand me? But of God. Now God is claiming that those people, me, myself, I have given birth to them. I hope you understand. I have given birth to them. By what means? By the Spirit of God. Wow. When you read John 3, See, God sent the Spirit. The Bible says that that which is born of Spirit is spirit, spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. When Nicodemus went to Jesus, he said, how can I enter the kingdom of God? He said, you must first be born again. Ah, he said, must I go back and then enter my mother's womb and come back again? He said, no. You must be born of the spirit. Of water and of the spirit. Spirit. All of us here have now been born of the spirit. We are no more humans. One thing you have to understand. This is telling us that it's not born of the flesh or by decision by a woman and a man, but now born of God. Why? Because when we became born again, God sent his son to give us a, God sent his Holy Spirit to give us a rebirth in our spirit man. Now, when Adam sinned, you remember God told Adam that when you eat of this thing, you will die. But the guy ate that thing. He didn't die. The only thing he saw was he was naked and he ran away. He ran from God. But God told him that you would die. Oh, is that not what God said to Adam? He said, when you eat, you will die. But the guy at the he didn't die. He was just naked and ran away. What was, what was, what was God trying to tell him? In that time, man, Adam was naked, but he didn't see he was naked. When God, anytime God came, Eve had his her boobs, everything, and Adam too, his, his, this thing was there. They were talking to God, walking around. They didn't see that they were naked. They didn't see anything wrong with it. Why? Because they were not living in the flesh as humans. They were living in another realm with God. They were living in their spirit, in the spiritual realm. So everything they saw, they didn't see it in the natural, like how we see it. They were seeing this in another way. It was only when the spirit, that part they were, that realm, they were living in died. That is when they came into consciousness, into the flame. When I said, wow, Charlie, hey, 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 hey. They have been seeing this thing, but one time after eating this, then they started running away. Something had changed. Their spirit died. And the flesh took over. So they could not see anything again except the flesh and what the flesh was suggesting to them. But when we become born again, God brings in the spirit of God to revitalize, give life back to that realm, that spirit. That made Adam and Eve talk to God and walk around without even knowing that they were naked. That spirit, that made them come. You see, Bible says that anytime God came to visit them. Wow. Hey, 
God is a spiritual. So how was these guys talking to God? They could hear God's like steps. They could hear the voice of God. They were operating. It was their spirit they were using to contact God. And so when we become born again, God gives us that ability by giving back to our spirit. So now our spirit is alive. Now we are supernatural. We can see. We, we, the, the Christians are the only people who can step into the spiritual realm and step back into the physical realm. Because our spirit is now alive. God can speak to us. We can contact God. Some people see visions. Some people are carried into the spirit. A lot of things. Why? Because of the spirit of God. And because our spirit has been given life. Hallelujah. This is where God wants us to be. God wants us to be like him. When he sees us, he sees his son. Do you know why God always wants to see us as his son? When Jesus came on earth, he was perfect. So God wants to see Jesus as a human and then a spirit in us. Perfect on earth. That's why he said, as he is, so are we. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. God is so good. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Amen. Now, again, the second point, right? Number two. The first one was number one. To transform us into the image of Christ. Second one. Two. To make us supernatural. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Every child of God has God's nature. And power comes from the supernatural. To make us supernatural. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. I read it. It said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And ye shall be my witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. Hallelujah. The first part. It said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power comes from the supernatural. Power is given by the supernatural. It is not given to the natural to express or exhibit power. It is power comes from the spiritual, the supernatural. So when God says that you shall receive power, it means that God is making us what? Supernatural. Yeah? You need it more than the food you eat. Because this world is ruled by an invisible power. Being. As God is invisible and created the world, this world is also ruled by an invisible dark being. And the guy operates with power and by power. You cannot live in this world free and in the light of this world without exhibiting some power. You lie by Jesus told them that go and, and tarry in the upper room. Don't go anywhere until you are endued with power. Why? Because the guy outside there operates with power. And the natural cannot survive the spiritual. The natural guy, he cannot contend or fight with the spiritual. Because the spiritual what? Exhibits what? Power. Uses power. Uses power. That's why, see, people go to Judo to change the minds of some people. To do something to their mind. They will be acting and they don't know why they are acting that way. It should tell you that there is something that surpasses the natural. So the Bible says that, and you shall receive power. Power. 
a divine ability from God to operate like your son Jesus Christ. Jesus had power. Anytime the demons saw him, they were running away, they were begging for their life. Bible says that they were they were they were on the sea and there were there were storms. And then Jesus was sleeping. And his disciples went and woke him. Oh, master, 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 can't you see that we are perishing? When he woke up, he just said, Peace be still. And the, thing, every, the place, the thing become, became calm. And the, and, and the disciples said, Hey, what manner of man is this that even the wind obeys him? Even the wind. Wow. It was Jesus was exhibiting power, authority. God wants to give us power so that in our lives we can take charge. Because this world, you cannot do well or prosper without a divine ability, a supernatural means. You cannot. Your life itself will be taken away from you if you don't exhibit some power. So as a child of God, you better start or you, you must put this inside of you. You need the ability of God to make it in this life. Amen. I hope you are here. Jesus was a powerful man. Jesus was a powerful man. The Pharisees, they tried to kill Jesus at, at several occasions. They couldn't. Until God allowed. Because Jesus was power. Jesus healed people, raised the dead, did a lot of things. Power. Ha! How can, how can you feed, feed 5,000 men? They didn't even count the women and the children. They are always more than the men. With just five loaves of bread and two fishes. Wow. This is wonderful. That was a wonderful man. It was an exhibition of what? Power. Jesus was a human being, yet he was, he was, he was, he was, he was showing that power. God wants us to be like that. Though we are here on earth, we are human beings. He has re-energized our spirit to contact power, to do things. Hallelujah. I hope you are here with me. So, if you become a child of God, you are not a simple man. No, no, no. You are not an ordinary man. God has invested too much in you for you to just be moving around and the devil will be booting you and tossing you and then saying your own manner of things and things will be happening around you and you are helpless. You are too much. You are more than that. You have, you have power in you to speak and pray, to declare and watch things change. God has invested too much. That's why you, 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 you can't live any life. You can't live. God, God's investment in you is too much. Jesus came to die. They killed a the guy. He went. After that, the Holy Spirit was comfortable in heaven. And then he too came. He has come to, to live in you till the day you die. The investment is too much. You cannot, one person, you pay, somebody must come and die. Another person too must leave his estate and come and live in you. It's too much. You cannot live anyhow. You cannot live with any mentality. You cannot live as a media, media, oh, we don't have anything, we there, the devil going into, no, no, you are powerful. So you shall receive power. The Holy Spirit has come upon us and we have power. I want to find a scripture. Jesus says something. I'm just praying I get a scripture. Let's go to John 14, 12. John 14, 12. Quickly. The time is going. Okay. John. 
who is the oh who is the who is the John John fourteen twelve. John fourteen twelve. It says that verily verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. Now look at this. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, Jesus, shall he do. Even greater works than these shall he do. Because I do what? I go to the Father. Because I go to Jesus and I'm going. But anyone who believes in me, the things that I'm doing and you are seeing, greater things you people will do. So God wants to replicate Jesus in all of us. Many will become his sons will carry power, will be like a son, doing miracles, signs and wonders everywhere, just like Jesus came to do. That is the essence of the Spirit upon us. Now, I said power. What does the power do? Power to fight the devil. Power to fight the enemy. I want to do it quick, quick. Power to fight. We, are, we have an enemy who is fighting us. He fought. Bible says that if the... the the prince of this world had known killing Jesus would have brought us salvation. He wouldn't have done that. It means that even Jesus was the devil who killed him. <laughs> you don't know where. Even Jesus, it was the devil who orchestrated his death. How can you exchange a good man for, for, for a thief? How can you say, release us the thief and then take this man, kill this man? Wow. A thief. When this man was healing all around, everybody has heard he was healing this, this, you're sick, you're that, you're that. But he said, give it was the devil orchestrating it. But he didn't know that it was in the plan of God. So, the devil, we have the devil here. And so God is giving us what? Power to fight him. How do we fight? By prayer. By declaration. By destroying his works in prayer. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19. He said, I give thee power. Power. Power to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. I give thee power to trample over scorpions and say over powers of the enemy. So the power God is giving us through His Spirit is for us to fight. We are on the battlefield. Last time I preached here, Hallelujah. What what power again? Power to overcome temptation that comes through our flesh. I won't go. I won't go deep, but. See, our flesh, eh? Our flesh. When, 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 when God saved us, he saved our spirit. But this our flesh. When Adam died, this flesh became sinful and prone to sinful. So we call it sinful nature. That nature was not saved. Okay? So this nature, when we see things and we are tempted, it's not, it's not the tent, which is tempting us all. The temptation comes from inside. It is not what we are seeing that is tempting us. The temptation starts from inside. If something inside of you doesn't make you make that thing, doesn't covet that thing, there will be no temptation. It is something inside of us. When the Holy Spirit comes, he bears fruit in us. And those fruits suppresses the sinful nature. One is self-control. If you, if, you, if you are somebody who has been stealing coins, small, 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 and then now you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to give you self-control so that when you see the coins, at first, it, it do you like, it, 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 you want to take the thing. But now when you want to take the thing, you don't take the thing, you just watch the thing pass away. At first, when you see the thing, you can never pass. You must take it. Eh? When you want to lie, you, you will find ways and lie. You will cut corners right now. Eh? Some, some of the guys, when they see the ladies, they can't just take their eyes. They want to at first, but when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, he kills that desire in us. 
so that we can walk uprightly before God. When God called uh, Abraham, he said Abraham believed and was counted unto him righteousness. But then he told Abraham, Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. So God expects us to walk and be what? Perfect. But how can we walk and be perfect when, when you see this thing you are taking, when you see the no, 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 no. So the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to give you power to overcome that temptation, that lying things, that those things you have been doing. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you power. Hallelujah. I hope you understand me. And the power, last one. I think this one. The rest of the wood. Last one is, he gives us power to obey the word of God. Now, the Bible says that the word of God is quick and active. It's life and powerful. You see? It is like a two-edged sword. But how can the word of God have effect upon your life and in your life if you do not obey? You will never see the power of the word of God. So the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to enable you to follow and to obey the word of God. So that the power of the word, Bible says, it says the preaching of the gospel is foolishness unto them that are perishing. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. The word of God, it is the power of God. But how can it have power without you obeying? Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to enable you to follow and to obey the word of God so that the word's power will have effect upon your life. Prosperity comes through the word of God. The word of God is the way of God. Finally, the word of God is the ways of God. God has a way of dealing with people. You cannot just serve God by your own means. God has laws and principles and ways of serving, and it is in the word of God. But you must follow and believe and so the Holy Spirit comes inside of you to give you that ability to be able to follow the word of God. Then the blessings of God will begin to flow in your life. Hallelujah. These are some of the works and the benefits of the spirit of God in our lives. I have so much. Jesus said, I have so much to say, but I cannot say. But when the spirit comes, me too, I have so much to say, I cannot say. But the spirit that is in you, hallelujah, will help you to, to put your hands together and give glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were blessed by the sermon. Stay tuned for more episodes of God's precious word. We are fire.